Welcome to MMO, the Mike Mike and Oscar show. They cover films then, win the gold, but now we're talking picks up films for all of these shows. From Toy Story 1 up through Toy Story 4, this is the MMO, the Pixar Rewatch Show. You heard the intro for what might be the last time, at least the last time and anytime soon. This is our, once again, putting a bow on the Pixar Rewatch series that we did, covering all 21 now Pixar movies up to and through Toy Story 4. As the intro song suggests, this is Mike, Mike, and Oscar. I'm your co-host, Mike One. This is co-host also Mike. Mike, what are we doing today? So we got a little bit of a Pixar award show. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think there's 11 categories that we'll have some fun with. Yeah. And then we're going to rank all 20 movies in a basically a number puzzle where you won't be able to understand any of it but we'll just be uh, blabbering. Self-gratification is yeah, what this no, is no. called. We're going to have fun. We're going to go duel back and forth yeah. and give our lists of 21. But it, it's a little bit of both. We've done the re-ranks before. We've done the award mm-hmm. shows. I wanted to do a little bit of both because we have fun with, with each format. Pixar Rewatch has been a joy. It's yeah. been something where we played with our movie review format throughout. Certainly. We did the history of the Pixar company. We added that segment. We added the, the 22 rules of Pixar storytelling. Mm-hmm. And we, we did a deep dive on the screenwriting And there. sometimes both the history of the company and the role of storytelling was more interesting than the movie we were covering. Once in a while. <laughs> but you, usually the movies were pretty great. Yes, and we, for the most part. And, and even the like 15th, 16th ranked movie here, it's going to be a really strong review from us. That's kind of what back. I would say, what I was going to point out too. It's yeah. like when you get to 17, you're good. 18 to 21, you can't all be hits. Yeah. But a lot more good than bad coming out of Pixar. Obviously, uh, we're on the heels of Toy Story 4. We did just review that. That was both a Pixar rewatch series episode and an Oscar sprint profile for 2019. Mike and I were very high on it despite the... uh, relatively polarizing reviews on film Twitter that we've seen. We commented on those. We had a couple theories that we batted back and forth as well. So you definitely want to go check out that episode. And like I said at the top, we did review every single one. Now, it's not a 21-episode rewatch series. It's like 16, 17. We're close. We grouped some of the franchises (laughs) together. We did all three Cars movies in one episode. That was quite the task. Triumph for MMO to get three movies done in one episode. We also did the two Monsters, the two Finding movies, the two Incredibles, that kind of thing. Right. So uh, it took up a, a long while. It's a whole long playlist. If you haven't seen Toy Story 4, it's a great way to get you ready for it. If you've seen Toy Story 4 already and you want to kind of relive some Pixar magic, we have all that highlighted. Each episode will give you your heartbreak moments, your moments of happiness. Like Mike said, it's going to give you the 22 rules of screenwriting success that Pixar gave out. We do one rule per episode. And the history of Pixar. So let's not waste any more time putting a bow on this Pixar rewatch series. Let's talk about the bests and we'll finally rank them 21 through 1 at the end of this episode. Mike, what is our first category? Best hair or fur? (laughs) Of course, I had to, right? Yeah. All right, so we have Sullivan from Monsters University now. That's his name on his birth certificate, I think. Sully and Monsters, Inc. It was strong for for a game. They made some innovations for it, but I thought Monsters University was the crescendo of the fur game. Quite possibly. Mr. Sullivan. We have the cat in Toy Story 4. It looked incredible. It looked real. It was was awesome. We have Violet and all the things they did with Violet's hair. She was like the force field girl Mm -hmm. in The Incredibles. And I I would say Incredibles 1, actually. Yeah. Because the hair was wet, et cetera, et cetera. They did a lot in Incredibles 1 with her hair. We have Queen Eleanor 
from Brave Mike, the long Rapunzel hair. Yeah. So that, that was a, a great look for her. And I think that's it, right? <laughs> now, of course, we have Merida from Brave. The, the old uh, the protagonist there. And the reason we're focusing on hair, we started on this when we did the Monsters episode covering Ink and You. My God, the hair looks ridiculous, but it's not only that it looks great, they put they had to create the technology to focus on the hair swaying in the breeze as these characters walked. This was technology that Pixar created and owned over time. Here's my problem with the category, okay? okay. I have a couple. Uh, one... I'm afraid I'm going to pick everything Toy Story 4 because of recency bias, and I don't want to get yelled at for that. Okay. Two, I think Sully's hair, which should be the answer, was more impressive in Monsters, Inc. because it was new than in Monsters, You. You were kind of of like over it by now. Yeah. (laughs) It looked really good in Monsters, Oh, yeah, it looked looked phenomenal. Uh, I'm going to say the cat in Toy Story 4. Wow. Yeah, and I know I should say Sully, but I'm a man of principle, damn it. Wow. So I'm going to say the cat. I'm saying Merida. I thought this one was a dunk. Oh, wow, really? I thought that red hair was... It does look good. uh, It looked so good and uh, riding on the horse. And I'm very high on Brave. I was not exposed to Brave before this, and I love that movie. Me too. Next category, Mike, is best field trip by the Pixar production (laughs) staff. (laughs) On Pixar's dime. (laughs) They went to Mexico for Coco. They did. And we watched the you know featurette mm-hmm. on that. They went to Paris, old Paris, for Ratatouille. Mm-hmm. They went to Venezuela for Up. Uh, I love that. Can't trip believe there. Paradise Falls is like a real place that actually exists on this earth. Blew my mind. Yeah, that's Absolutely crazy. Absolutely blew my mind. Watch that twenty-minute YouTube video. Listen to our episode. Just mind blown. Yeah. And of course, they went to Scotland. The old for Scotland. For brave and they rode around scotland on a horse yeah and took all those camera shots with a camera and basically you know reproduced all those same shots in the movie these guys don't really spare any expense and yes it's funny that we can poke fun at their largesse of being able to travel to all these places for quote-unquote research but they actually do research they like go around volcanoes and mountaintops and hikes and trails i noticed absent on this list is the dump sites in wally you didn't i include took those, those out to the wally they did go to the recycling plants and whatnot i don't think they had as much fun at those Maybe they did. I mean, I know they went to the aquariums for Finding Nemo, Finding Dory there. Right. It's just them kicking rocks and dirt and garbage while their friends are in Paris eating (laughs) cheeses. I think it was happening at a somewhat (laughs) similar time frame, too. Uh, So what do you think? Mexico, Paris, Venezuela, or Scotland? I want to say Venezuela, but I I think... The trip to Paris, as much as we make fun of it, was most utilized in the movie. Because the food looked... Stunning for a cartoon. The backdrops looked like the actual places in Paris, and we all recognized them when we were watching them. So I think that that would be my answer. It's like Hawaii Fibo. You you want to shoot Hawaii right. season seventeen? Of, of course, everybody does. Yeah, yeah. I'll go. I'll do a, a year in Hawaii, just enjoying myself. I, I would agree with you on probably the best timed mm-hmm. and, and certainly the most therapeutic. But Venezuela, as difficult as it was, it's beautiful. Was just my that my favorite featurette, I guess. I think that would be my number two. So that, it just that, that's, looks unreal. That's it for me from Up, and yeah. they did a great job there. All right, let's get into a, a serious one here. Best villain, and I'm not gonna spoil it necessarily, but you're gonna get a villain right off the top here that you may not have known. Lots of hugging bear from Toy Story three. What are the only true through and through evil. villains? Evil villains in this in this whole rewatch. Evil pink purplish bear. Yeah. As we they have, always are. We have Hopper, played by Voldemort from A Bug's yeah, Life. Yeah, yeah. 
We have the Coco well, villain. He's the actual villain, right? Yeah. We have the Coco villain. I'm not going to mention who that mm-hmm. is. The Incredibles villain. Again, I'm, I'm not going to mention it. And the Incredibles 2 villain. Uh, we have the people, human beings, and Finding Nemo and Finding Dory. Huh. And we have Sid from Toy Story. Boy, that's tough. I could say Stinky Pete from Toy Story 2. (laughs) Yeah, he was conflicted. Well, that's the thing. All these are really conflicted villains. That's the high mark and why they're such great antagonists throughout the movies. And Pixar's really got that down to a science. And we actually talked about the antagonist issue when it comes to Pixar. They don't want that one-note, eviler-than-evil being to kind of be the bad guy holding down their movie. So... They do a good job rounding the characters. I'm still not over what Lots of Hug and Bear has done to our beloved toys in Toy Story 3 and where they end up. And the fact that he actually gets to turn heel on them twice, maybe three times, you could argue, throughout that entire thing. Pretty incredible. I think that's the easy answer, but it's the one I'm going to pick. I really enjoyed the, the... Villain from The Incredibles 1. Yeah. If you add on the underminer to that, I'm really loving it. But uh, I'm going to say the people and Finding Nemo and Finding Really? Nemo. Hate them all. Is this just going to be an indoctrination of humanity and society and where might, we are at large? It might become that. It might become that. But def- they were the scariest to me. Like yeah. Anytime a person was on screen and poor little Nemo or poor little Dory... Oh, get away! <laughs> Especially that niece in Finding Nemo, the first movie. Horrifying! <laughs> the psycho theme music played. Literally. <laughs> yeah. All right, so speaking of adorable characters now to transition. Oh, no! Mike, you oh, can... Oh, no! You can only save one! <laughs> no! This isn't fair! Only one! The triplets from Brave. Oh, my God. One great eye. <laughs> you have Dot from A Bug's Life, the little buggy boo ant. You have uh, <laughs> Baby Dory... Little blue, little that sucks. Little black, <laughs> little tiny, huge eyes. Yeah. You have baby Nemo, who's very adorable. Little orange. Yeah. Like I'm talking really little, just you know, <laughs> cuddling up to daddy there. Grandma Coco. She doesn't need saving. She can fend for herself and be fine. <laughs> She's lived a full life. <laughs> no, no. I mean, she can bat off bad guys with a shoe. I don't mean that she's going to no, die. No, you're thinking of the wrong grandma. I'm talking about the. Oh, grandma you mean Grandma Coco? I see. I see. Yeah, yeah. you're not Abuelita. Abuelita. Yeah. Was, yeah okay. My fault. Daughter there. You're right. No, Grandma Coco. I'm right. talking about the old woman who sings. She's had her full life. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Michael, of course, the ratatouille from ratatouille. That's the dish of food. This is <laughs> just the action. I thought you were going with the the, the rodent You there. thought no. someone was named ratatouille. <laughs> well, I thought you were going, minute. I thought you were just going to say like the, the rats in no, general. fuck in the, the rats. All right. I'm talking about the, the, food. the delicious. God, your family and food. Dish. I don't know what happened at some formative years. I've never met people that we love, love our, food no, as much as do. you guys It's an do. Italian thing. Yeah. Sure. Uh, right, so the uh, triplets from Brave garbage dot, like I do. Yeah, the triplets from Bray, Dot from A Bug's Life, Baby Dory, Baby Nemo, <gasps> Grandma Coco, and the Ratatouille. You okay. Can only save one. So this the is- only way I can this is like the the trolley problem from a good place. It's like if you go on one track, you're gonna kill one person. You go down the other track, you kill five. I've never seen the good place. Oh. I'm gonna say it's like <laughs> the end of Batman Forever, where. <laughs> Down one shoot is Robin, down the other shoot is Nicole Kidman, and Val Kilmer can only save one, he thinks, but of course... He's Batman. He's Batman. So, I think... You have to rationalize this. You can't just answer this and be a cold-hearted monster. Sophie's Choice would have been the correct analogy, by the way. Right. (laughs) Sophie's Choice, these... uh, Adorable little cartoon beings. I think... Dory and Nemo and probably Dot are not long for this world. 
just okay. based on the beings they are, right? Fish don't last very long. No. Ants are ants. They've they don't make it very adventures. long. They've had plenty to live for. Grandma Coco, God bless her. I mean, if you save her, is she dying the next day? I don't know. I, that's a little dark, I know. I'm sorry. But yes. I'm not saving the food. <laughs> so that leaves me with the triplets from Brave, and I think I would double down on that because not only is their life expectancy the longest of this group, but I get three chances to get a success out of any one of them and feel good about myself later in life. I'm going to agree with you on the caveat that I shovel in the ratatouille into my face. <laughs> Before I save the triplets from Brave. Fair, fair. As long as you get to get that food in, yeah. <laughs> then I'll go to the funeral for Grandma Coco, and I'll eat some sushi. Can you I imagine guess. those triplets, the mischief those triplets would be up to in the funeral for Grandma Coco? That would be terrible. <laughs> they would be. They would be. But now you have to deal with it because right. you saved their lives. Right. We're they're eternally your grateful. Yeah. yeah, they're your responsibility now. Mm. Oh, I forgot about the aliens from Toy Story. Yeah, but they're inanimate. Yeah, they're inanimate. You know. Not real. <laughs> Mike, the best non-ham John Ratzenberger performance. Oh, jeez. Again, this is the mustache from Cheers. Yeah. This is the man that voiced the character in every single Pixar movie. I think he said all at once. <laughs> he was the abominable snowman in Monsters, Inc. Out of nowhere, yes. Yeti in Monsters University, but I'm going with snowman there. He was Mac in the Cars series, which yeah. is a good character. Better in the post-credits or the mid-credits scene mm -hmm. than I think he did throughout any part in that movie, actually. Yeah. Those three movies, I should say. That was fun. Uh, Underminer in both Incredibles <laughs> films. Very good. I loved him in there. P.T. Flea. I forgot about that. Like the P.T. Barnum uh, yeah. parody from A Bug's Life. And, of course, he was the fish school in Finding Nemo. Jeez. Abominable Snowman, Mac, Underminer, P.T. Flea, and the fish school. This is John Ratzenberger, best non-ham performance. And his role as Cliff from Cheers, that's not allowed. It's I can't pick that. You All can't right. pick that. I think I'm going to go P.T. Flea. That's a good pick. Now, it's sheer coincidence. It's a lot of coincidence what happens in his second part in that movie. But just based on the first part alone, about how he's so excited to be blown up just because he thinks it brings in money, this is a man at the end of his rope. He needs some help. He needs someone to support him and tell him his life is worth it beyond the circus. The most rounded character for certain. <laughs> and uh, I do agree with you. There's a lot of pull there. Who's your number two? I'm going to disagree. Oh, with you, I'm though. sorry. I thought you were agreeing. Okay. One, I'm going to say the underminer. That was my number two. That's why I was asking. Made me laugh the hardest. Yeah. So PT Flea would have to be my number two. PT Flea's the biggest character, I would say. Is even Mac has got the most screen you time. You think he's bigger than Mac? Mac has no arc to him, right? Certainly he's not. Just, yeah, he, certainly all right, not. he's looking for Red Race Car. He finds Red Race Car. He's the <laughs> Red Race Car truck. McQueen. Yeah, it's three movies. It's been 17 episodes. <laughs> it's Lightning Goddamn McQueen. <laughs> End quote. Could you imagine? Put it on the poster. If Pixar had like this whole thing and they just left his name as Red Race Car. <laughs> I don't care. I just don't care. I, I, I wish I was doing shtick there. I honestly did not <laughs> yeah. remember his name again. It's for a good reason. Though, I don't because care. Those, those movies I'm imagining aren't going to rank very highly on your or my list. Probably not. However, there's a funny character in there. Yes. The next category is funniest character. I may have forgot some. I, I did my best, but we have Mater from the Cars. Mm -hmm. We have Jack Jack from The Incredibles 2. Yes. We have those triplets showing up oh, again man. here from Brave. Mm -hmm. I loved the Scottish chieftains. So the heads of all the tribes, the right? The heads yeah. of the families, the dads. <laughs> the three freaking dads from Brave. Very Dog. funny. Doug the dog from Up when he spoke. Squirrel! 
Oh my god, just so happy. <laughs> you are my master, and I love you. Buzz from Toy Story 3, all of Buzz. Like, whatever version <laughs> of Buzz you want there. Of course, we got Ducky and Bunny from Toy Story 4. God damn it. And I'm going to say Forky from Toy Story 4 as well. These yeah. characters were hilarious. Was Toy Story 4 the most you laughed in a Toy Story movie? The Incredibles 2 made me laugh. No, a in a Toy Story movie. In the four Toy Story movies. You did say that. I did. In the words. You've had a long day. Before my words. <laughs> You're right. Uh, yeah, it was. I, I think so, too. I laughed hard. Yeah. I laughed often. I'm an easy laugh. We know this because we giggle. Well, you are, but you, you also are appreciate good comedy. It's not to say that you just laugh at everything. That's because you know? I'm often laughing at you that you say this <laughs> oh, that's, right now. I think that's a compliment to <laughs> With <me>. you, Matthew? <laughs> See, I want to pick Ducky and Bunny is my way of saying this again, but I don't know if it's recency bias. It might be. You laughed most recently, too, then. That scene. That scene, which we will not spoil. We didn't spoil it in a Toy Story 4 review, but... We talked about it more. That scene in Toy Story 4 is the hardest and loudest I have laughed in a movie theater in in two years, I think. The one where I slapped my knee the hardest was no. Buzz Lightyear at the end of Toy Story You 3. did love that a lot. I did. Yeah. I really slapped the knee hard. It was something my friends in college used to make fun of me for because I went to comedy shows with them. Yeah. And we would go to, like, in New York City. Of course, you're going to go to New York City Naturally. comedy shows. And I we actually sat in front. He's like, what are you, from Alabama? The comedian, whatever comedian is up there slapping your knee. And then they would never let me hear the end of it. But I did slap my knee, too, Toy story three there but i'm gonna have to say jack jack for me i laughed really hard at jack jack it was a great scene too. um God, i laughed at all... jack jack throughout that movie though too these are all great. i gotta say as well because we have so many sequels <laughs> right it's that's true <laughs> i i want to say doug the dog no i'm saying ducky and bunny fuck it it's ducky and bunny ducky and bunny yeah. were great yeah impossible categories these are yeah, tough this, that was really tough that, all right that, that, I, I resent you somewhat for that. Scariest moment. <laughs> oh, boy. God damn it. Am I going to pick Toy Story 4 again? <laughs> the antique shop jump scares in Toy Story 4. Great. We have a lost Dory in Finding Dory. Mm. Psychological oh, horror right Terrible, there. yeah. It makes you feel so bad. We have the deep sea life scene, that chase sequence in Finding Nemo. Yeah. I thought that was horrifying. Yeah, absolutely. The bird in A Bug's Life. That little finch bird. Terrifying. Terrifying. Oh, my God. All the heights from Up. I couldn't pick one sequence, obviously the end sequence, but I am afraid of heights, and I am afraid of the end of that movie. It was freaking me the hell out. Like, I had a tough time dealing with Avatar when I saw that on the big screen, yeah. too, for all the heights that they were... were, were well, you if, you have a, if you have an issue with heights, then yeah, Up's not quite the movie for you. Finding, uh, finding Solo. Free Solo. <laughs> free Solo. I was basically upside down in my chair. Thank God I saw it on the tiniest, like, right. press screening theater in New Haven in the city there. Would Would Finding Solo just be a search for Han? Yeah, All actually, right. that's a good point. <laughs> Disney can do that next. You know, that would be the sequel to Solo Star Wars Story because they could try to find the well, They've lost the IP, yeah. Uh, the finale, of course, of Toy Story 3, no spoilers. Yeah. yeah it's just... So that's the heaviest moment. Heaviest moment. Yeah. Is it is the scariest moment? This right. This is the scariest moment category. Antique shop jump scares, lost psychological horror uh, from Finding Dory, uh, and we have Deep Sea Life, The Bird in a Bug's Life, The Heights from Up, or like I said, the finale of Toy Story 3. I'm going to go with The Bird from A Bug's Life. Woo! I mean, it was early in Pixar's life cycle. We didn't really know that they can go dark and gritty, and they go 
dark with that bird. Kind of out of nowhere. It's alluded to. He has an arc throughout. He plays his so background role. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, but man, is it scary once he does what he does. And you're kind of not expecting it. And that's the first glimpse of horror we saw from Pixar. So that would be my answer. That was the moment for me where I was like, this rewatch is going to be awesome. Yeah. Because I totally forgot about out that. Out of nowhere. Absolutely. Movie. And the rewatch was awesome. <laughs> All right. I'm going to have to go with the heights from up because it's just i'm afraid of heights that's understandable it just it really freaks me out <laughs> that's understandable <laughs> all right best mmo performance of an original song written by randy newman what a, what a category we got your version of uh you've got a friend mm-hmm. in me. obviously the highest production values yeah. here this is randy newman and lyle lovett toy story uh, uh all of the them. first movie but yeah mostly the, mostly the first movie we got the there's a bug, little bug, <laughs> from the time of your life, uh, the bu- song of, of Bug's Life. We've loved again. <laughs> Just gotta stop the last Which word. Which is a horrible song. Just a like not a bad impression, but a bad song, Randy Newman yeah, from Toy Story Three, and a worse song, Mike. These are all bad. I will go with the Bugs Life one because you really do sound like Randy Newman, even though you're doing a parody of a Randy Newman cosplayer. I appreciate the effort. All right. Well, I'm going to go with your version of You Got a Friend in Me. That's awfully makes, nice of you. It makes me happy every time. Uh, I, I, there's got to be Pixar people out there that have listened to every episode that are just skipping the intro by now. Like, <laughs> Enough, Mikes! <laughs> Where's my cover of Strange Things Are Happening to Me? Mike One? Right. No. All right, so we covered the history of the Pixar company, Mike. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you, and this is a harder question than it looks, who's the best CEO? Oh, that is tough. Steve Jobs from Pixar. Michael Eisner from Disney, you know, shepherded that company for a long time. He got them to the Pixar deal. The PAX D- Disney, right? Yeah. I mean, the... And he, he was, totally revolutionized what theme parks were in America and globally. And Bob Iger's making big moves right so now. So what's best CEO? What's the qualifications for it? Because if it's best CEO, period, it's Steve Jobs with Bob Iger in second. Now, you, I, I don't think we should count his Apple stuff. It's just That's best, what I mean. And yeah. so are we? So for now, Bob Iger, are we counting Disney's conglomeration takeover of LucasArts and MCU? And well, You can take the question however you want. If you yeah. want the caveat there... Just during the Pixar history segments. So, personally, I'm a big fan of cerebral movies, political movies, when high-ranking people have to play figurative chess against one another. And Steve Jobs had the best chess move throughout this entire ordeal. Michael Fassbender played the great movie. Now, who would play Bob Iger in a movie? Is this like a Christian Bale thing? Is this, because uh, he kind of looks like just a normal guy with 50s hair. He looks like a normal guy. It's just John Lovitz on the phone making calls and acquiring companies. <laughs> Usually, I mean, he's a good looking man, Bob Iger. He's a handsome guy, Yes, right? he is. He is. Um, no offense to John. Well, I just offended John it's, Lovitz. It's an offense to John Lovitz. We were going to offend John Lovitz at some I point. I'd buy Marvel from you, huh? <laughs> We knew we were going to offend John Lovitz at some point during the history of our podcast. Of there it was. Of course. Like a kid who says the darndest things. I don't things. know. That's a good question. Who would play Bob Iger in the uh, the reboot of the, or this chess match picture? To me, when I picture Bob Iger, I picture the owner of the Cat Cleveland Cavaliers for some reason. Oh, I could see that for sure. Dan Gilbert, without question. Yeah. I was going to say like a, a younger Paul Newman, Robert Redford, younger Robert Redford, something like that. 
But black hair though, yeah. I don't think old man in the gun Redford qualifies. I think he might yeah, be a little too old. old. Yeah. How do you like that? His Hollywood face is melting. Old white <laughs> men are too old for this casting. <laughs> okay, so I don't know. So who who's the best play. CEO for you? I'm gonna say Bob Iger. Oh, because I'm thinking overall. Yeah, I, I mean it's all respect to Eisner as a businessman. It has to be one of those two. Yeah. Because that's where we got through this mess that was kind of caused by Eisner. If, if I was including the Apple stuff, then now we have a conversation between Steve Jobs sure. and, and Iger, in my opinion. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Bob Iger's pretty much taken over the world at this point. Yeah, no, uh, God, can you imagine what his corporate payout's going to be? Oh, my God. My Lord. Okay, a couple just open-ended questions for <clears> you here, Mike. Two before we get into our re-rank. First one is, what's a Pixar movie you didn't love before that you do love now after this rewatch? Yeah, we have the same answer for this, because mine's Brave by a Country Mile. I hadn't seen it. I had no exposure to it. I did not expect what the movie was at all. Yeah. Didn't think that's what the plot was going to do, but all right, and I loved it. It's one of my favorite animated films ever now. I do agree. I, I figured you were going to say that as yeah. well. So I also said a close second was Finding Nemo, and, that, and that's a true story for me. I wasn't, oh, okay. I wasn't a huge fan of Finding Nemo years back. I just, for whatever reason, maybe I wasn't paying attention. Maybe Sure. I, for, I love that it's just a survival story. You're more esteemed as a critic now. Yeah, you're watching with a more careful eye. I think there is that's, more. That's a good answer. There you I'm go. Use that. <laughs> well, there's certainly more to Nemo than just more a t- esteemed now, folks. <laughs> than just a typical father looking for his son movie and just right. a typical cartoon. Yeah, I think absolutely. It's not exactly point. ransom. Give me back my son. It's not exactly. <laughs> you know, it's it's got its own thing. It's a survival of, of uh, everything and anything. Nature and the despicable human race can throw at these fish. <laughs> more and more incrementally we're building towards you just shouting down all humans. Yeah. After these, I mean, we probably got to stop watching these cartoon movies because we're, we're going to become vegans at the end of this. Well, the next, Another, the next question isn't yeah. going to help your plight. Favorite scene of the entire rewatch. Yeah. Uh, I'll start. On you go one. first. Yeah. I have Wally in space with the fire extinguisher. To me, that that made me the happiest. Because like, I was from just all the ruin that the humans did. I know oh, what you're doing. Again, away from the human <laughs> yeah. ruin. Yeah. Away from all of that, the dystopia, and it was just two <laughs> robots frolicking, dancing in space, in outer space. And it was just beautiful. It, it was absolutely a, a beautiful scene, with no question. I love Wally as well. This is a tough. This might be the toughest question you've had in the history of tough tough questions here. What's a rewatch? Uh, because like, did we rewatch Toy Story four? Because again, recency bias and all that, and I understand. But again, it was it's it was the one. end of that movie was Woo. the culmination of twenty five years of movie watching, yeah, true. all playing out in front of you. But if that's not a rewatch, then we can't talk about Toy Story four. We can't talk about what happened with the Keen Peel thing in Toy Story 4, which was the hardest I laugh. Are we talking about the funniest moment with The Incredibles 2, that, that fight scene that happens in the middle of it with Jack-Jack? Hilarious. Hilarious. We also have the seals from Finding Dory keep <laughs> sticking out to me them, yeah. with Aegis Elba and Dominic West. That might be like my most heartwarming, my funniest, ah, I never saw those before. I can understand those seals. That might be my answer here if that's what we're going for. Well, but I can't glad. say Toy Story well, 4. You, you picked a com- yeah. comedy uh, scene. That's great. <laughs> so that's worth it. I, I would agree on all those great scenes. All right, it's time for the ranking of all our Pixar films, counting down from 21 to 1. We agreed in the pre-production that we're going to both go with from 21 to 1 and just go back and forth with a little freedom to kind of, if, if we got something drastically different than one another. Yeah, we'll we do have a couple glaring uh, differences. We have the same bottom two. 
Our same 21 and 20 are the exact same. I kind of figured that was going to happen. Yeah. Cars 2 is just a bad movie. And it's, it's, you couldn't pay me to rewatch it. It's one that. of the worst movies I've ever seen. I'm sorry to say that, but yeah. I just I despised it. Everything about it. Let's just say you'd have to pay me a lot to rewatch that. <laughs> it's not good. The Good Dinosaur is not much better. I actually stopped my second watch like midway. I just got too pissed off. It's not great. It's not a Pixar movie by any stretch. There's not a lot of imagination that went behind it. I mean, it kind of stinks that we're talking so negatively about Pixar movies to start, it's but again, this is the bottom of the barrel, yeah, and there's 17 hits compared to whatever. Uh, what was your 19? 19 for me was Cars 3. That's my number 18 as well. I didn't love the finale. I hated the epilogue. Yeah. And the epilogue of a trilogy is supposed to be fun. <laughs> and it was just just like, oh, here's this fix. Oh, remember when we said this earlier? <laughs> this is how we're fixing that. And this is how we're fixing this too. Shut up! Give me a break. We could have you could have dramatized it all. You didn't. So where was your cars one? Cars one was my number eighteen. Okay, that was my sixteen. So I'm not a huge fan of the cars series. The only difference I have right now is I have Ratatouille as my nineteen. I was not a great big fan of it. Well, for me, I would say I would I would put a positive review on eighteen down. So you would put a negative review on Ratatouille. You said that in the episode. It's I thought. just absurd. <laughs> Everything about it is just absurd, and that it wants to be grounded in reality. It yeah. just doesn't work it doesn't make sense the juxtaposition didn't work for <laughs> no you. not at all Neither. and i'm appreciative of yeah. the background i'm appreciative of the work that went into it brad bird all this but no as a trendsetter <laughs> for food food porn artists <laughs> yeah throughout the next 20 years of human life though yeah that's for, I mean, that's for me great. like for me it's a trendsetter or what is it, a trailblazer that's a, that's way too important a word. So as long as as but long it's a trailblazer for food, uh, food looks good. You'll always think of ratatouille. Uh, look, I will think of food looking good <laughs> often. So if a movie makes food look good for me and gets me hungry, I'm I'm liking that. Like the movie Chef might be terrible, but uh, I just point. remember all the food stuff. We're just talking about the new Netflix yeah. show with John Favreau. Shoot. If a rat is in my head pulling my hair. I'm smacking the top of my head to kill the rat. <laughs> I don't care how magical that rodent is. The only other difference, I had a Bugs Life at 17. I'm pretty far down on it. It was early days of Pixar. It does have one of the most terrifying scenes. We just Where's talked about it. Where's your cutoff, though? Like, you said 17. You think you have 17 you'd be positive on? Yeah, I'd be positive on a Bugs Life for certain. That's like my where my B minus is start. A Bugs okay. Life, Cars is my 16. Toy Story 2 is my 15. That's my... Where I start to get positive, yeah. Okay, so I have Finding Dory as my 17. It's my Anima 14, so we're going right in low. Yeah, animation was beautiful. Mm -hmm. I didn't love the, the finale. But again, I'm, I'm positive on it. Sure. When she gets lost, like Dory gets lost, she has a short-term memory condition. And when she gets lost at the end, I was never more hopeless in the series. I and relatable, yeah. Psychological horror at its finest. I thought that was incredible. Absolutely. So am, I, am I still going here? I got Monsters University as my 16. So this might be the biggest difference outside of Ratatouille that we have. Because Monsters U, for me, I have at 10. Okay. I gave it a hard B. A solid B. Well, that's well. cool. Yeah. I, I would probably give it a B as well. I'm, I think I'm a little higher on some of these okay. movies with my grades. Uh, but Monsters University is a fun movie from start to finish. It's not a movie that has egregious errors in it. I don't remember... Right. I remember us enjoying it, enjoying our conversation with it, and being a little bewildered as to why it didn't make the cut at the Oscars for yeah. a nomination, because... 
it just, like you said, it's fun. And it, we were both higher on it than the review scores that we reviewed for it. And we couldn't understand why. Yeah, we were upset that anybody would give it a negative yeah, review necessarily. Right. So it's still it's still a fun movie for me. So I, I, I have it 16. And I don't blame you for having a 10. I mean, yeah. if you, if you it's love so a lot close of stuff. with all these movies. Though. This is, you know, splitting hairs. I, I have, because I put great and I've been keeping track. Like, oh, like you, you do. I keep track of the movies I watched this year. My 17 through my... Six are separated by four points. Wow, four grade points. So this is all very split in hairs. This is a bunch of good movies, yeah. essentially. So I'll go to fifteen. Toy Story Two is my fifteen. That's my fifteen as well. All right, so we're both in on Toy Story Two again. We love we like the movies below it. It's one of those cases for me where the background story makes the movie watching experience infinitely more higher, infinitely True. higher. All that being said, it still made me laugh. Like 20 times. It has its goods. Yeah, you without know, question. I love the scene with the old man fixing Woody. That yep. was beautiful. <laughs> you know, the, yes, the, the Sarah McLaughlin is an affecting song for that scene mm-hmm. there. I think I, it moved me more the first time. I was I was watching too many GIFs on it recently, <laughs> you know. And they put that they put that movie together in nine months. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing to me. And that, yes, there's holes, but you have nine months to do what usually takes seven years. Now, A Bug's Life was something I didn't love on first watch. I don't remember okay. all that well. And I gained a lot of respect for it upon rewatch. So that could have been in an earlier category. So that's my number 14. Okay. And like the bird stuff, the good villain, Dot was. There's adorable. certainly goods to, to be had in A Bug's Life without yeah. question. I think I'd knock it down for its, again, early days and for it's tough to escape Voldemort's involvement. Yeah, but you know you can have a good villain, you can have all those good things, but if you don't have food porn, you're going to be behind, <laughs> you're going to be behind it. You, you miss the rodent. Yeah, so I have Ratatouille as my 13, Michael. I, I think that the critic scene is, is one of the better scenes in the series. That movement where they kind of have the uh, Peter O'Toole crew. Yeah, I get it. I could see the appreciation for that. It just it wasn't established enough for me. I kind of thought it came out of nowhere, but I'm not going to split hairs with you about that because I think I'll lose with how you feel about your food on TV. I'll just keep coming back to the food <laughs> stuff, and then you'll just be like licking your chops at the end of it. We've done this before, Michael. We've done this before, and I won that one. So that was your... In my own head. That was my 13. So we're aware this is we are again I knew we were going to be a muddle of numbers. We're getting I mean we're working, we're working way up. Way. I'm on I'm on my 13 and 12 as well. I actually had Incredibles 1 and Incredibles 2 was 13 and 12 respectively. So I was a little surprised you didn't love these movies. Yeah. Because I figured you know, you like the superhero movies. You, know, you push me. To and I like the, the spy movies. Yeah. yeah. There, there's a lot of goods to be had. I think it's just we're getting to that point now in this list where it's like something's got to be at 12. Yeah, it's true. Uh, that being said, The Incredibles, when it first came out, was before the MCU really took off. And I didn't see The Incredibles in theaters. That was so I didn't see it till this cool, rewatch. so unique, something that I, I wasn't familiar with all the old school retro spy stuff. Yeah. You know, I wasn't a huge fan of James Bond. And then you get this pop beautiful tight story with all that in it and you know the doc this was like yeah we're watching dr evil and austin powers stuff but that's just a parody right you get a, actually a gorgeous version this of that is actually a decent james bond movie exactly. <laughs> right i i loved it and as a, i have that ranked a, a little higher but my 12 is monsters incorporated okay 
and my 11 is Finding Nemo, and I want to rank Finding Nemo higher, but let me just say, if I'd ranked these before the rewatch, Finding Nemo would have been very, very low. Cars That's 1 awesome. would have been much higher. That's awesome. Um, Monsters, Inc. would probably have been a little higher, too, but again, these are all B+. Plus. This is B-plus territory for me now. Yeah, we're getting, I'm in solid B territory myself, these outside the Incredibles. Movies. My number 11 is Coco. Again, I gave, that's a, that's an 84B all day, and 10 is Monsters U, like we talked about, which is where my 85 starts. And when you get to 85 for me, we're talking like towing the line of what's historically an Oscar contender anyway. Yeah, you, lo- you love your Bs yeah, for some reason. I you're do. a hard grader. I am. You're a harder grader I should have been a teacher. Me. You just ruined people's lives. Yeah. Just ruined them. <laughs> the... Mike one curve. <laughs> Good luck with that, kids. Finding Nemo, you mentioned that's also my number nine as well. So we're inside my top ten right now. Where you uh, so where you leading off? Brave was my ten. Okay. And The Incredibles was my nine. Oh, there you so go. I, I loved Brave. Again, Brave would have been ranked way down for me before this rewatch. I, I didn't expect it, it to be that, that good. That yeah. funny. And then the story actually worked. It was a true fairy Agreed. tale, Disney style, and they did it really well. Even though, again, that production story, man, they, it was mishandled. It's amazing that that had that much controversy going on behind the scenes and still had a movie that both you and I truly appreciated. Brave is my number six. Wow. Yeah. Inside Out's my number eight, Mike. My number eight as well. Interesting. So Inside Out, did, did the big emotional moment at the end of the movie work for you? I, I don't remember that episode was that something that that hit you hard if we're gonna rank emotional moments in the series would that be above the end of toy story 4 is that close for you i think i was a victim of expectation with this because again it's another one i didn't see in theaters i only heard about how great it was and how emotional it was so i think i wanted more but yeah certainly yeah i was guarded but certainly was still had its goods and had its payoff. I had the same experience with Toy Story 2. It was like, I'm, I'm ready right. for this doll to get a Sarah McLaughlin <laughs> song. I'm ready for it. You're not going to get to me. As I say to every Sarah McLaughlin song. <laughs> You're not going to get to me again. Not this time, Sarah. <laughs> Alright, where in God's name are we? Uh, I have, 8 was Inside Out for me, so I'm at 7. We talked about Monsters, Inc. And six was my 6 was Brave, so I'm ready for top 5. How do you get to your top 5? Alright, so 7 for me was the original Toy Story. Oh, okay. It's hard for me to put it there because it blew my mind. That is my, my number 5, so it yeah. blew my mind. Blew my mind when I first saw it. And it holds up to rewatch, doesn't it? It does. From a story perspective, from a graphics perspective, it's amazing. I was totally worried after the opening of that movie that it was going to be like, oh, I've seen this 30 times. Yeah. And I'm I'm going to remember it all, and it's just not going to be that great a movie. Well, once it picked up, it's just wonderful. Absolutely. Cosign all the way for me, too. The Incredibles 2 is my number six. You have always loved this movie from the moment we saw it together last summer. I laughed like yeah. a buffoon for two hours. It, was, it had a lot of laughs, certainly. It made certainly. me so happy. And the en- the ending was funny. The middle mm-hmm. was, it was just really, the, I think, the funniest movie of the series so far. Even a tick above Toy Story 4, which I, made me laugh a bunch. Better Two fight scenes that are better choreographed and lit fight scenes than in most action movies. I forgive the villainy. I don't love the villainy in this movie. I don't love it, but I forgive it because the movie was so damn funny. And again, I'm I'm a big fan of the Incredibles franchise, I think, because I love the first one so much. So that is my six. You said Toy Story. Yeah, Toy Story 95 is my number five. So let's start it. What's your number five? Coco, like, came the closest to making me just go. Yeah. Just lose my... Oh, That's it sweet. got to me. It just got to me so hard. And I was surprised, again, because I remember liking it. 
you know, we covered 2017's award season. Mm-hmm. I remember liking it. We spoke highly of it. Mm-hmm. We did not do a best animated feature focus back then. No. To our just, detriment, just we should have. Just getting our footing, yeah. Yeah, we did that the year after in 2018, which was a blast and, you know, did really well. People liked that. Yeah. So Coco wasn't something we really studied yet. No. After studying Outside it. of the songs, yeah. Yeah, the songs are pretty phenomenal, and we studied that one aspect of it, mm-hmm. but we even went deeper on the songs in that Coco episode, Yes, I we thought. did. And I thought we, I, it illuminated new stuff. How about that for Pixar translating relatability, too? You have this movie about a Mexican family and skeletons and a, a Spanish holiday right. that we don't encounter. We don't have a lot of we do not. attachment to, I guess, any of those really yeah. cultural things. And yet you're able to relate to them so much. They present it in such a relatable way that you're basically on the verge of tears when you're watching this thing. The power of cinema yeah, to it's open awesome. somebody's mind. It's I mean, awesome. Seriously. Yeah. And it, it worked on me so much. So what's your four? My number four, and this is where we're, uh, it's Toy Story I gave a B plus to, and now we're B pluses to A minuses. Uh, up is my number four. Uh, I gave it a solid B plus, eighty eight B plus. How, how do you? Yeah, I, I feel like the top of the Pixar is like best picture contenders any year, and I think I would put this one up there. You're a tough grader there, but for me, these are A's. You know, the top yeah, four sure. are all A's. Coco, I probably had as an A minus. To right. be honest, if I'm honest with that's you how I would feel. I would feel like Brave, Monsters Inc. Those are a step down, but this is truly the best of cinema. So my top tier. Toy Story 4 is actually an A, 93, spoiler alert, at the end of my spoiler It's my section. number three. That's my number, yeah, I, I, I love it. I think it's going to be a top movie on the year for me. One of the I few. hope it holds up under rewatch. Yeah, that's true. I really hope it holds up under we rewatch. We only, don't know yet. We only saw it the one of. We, so we recorded yeah. basically the night of the premiere. But man, funny, heartfelt, how can they outdo the story of three? And my God, they do in some ways. It's a totally different plot. It tugs on totally different strings of your heart than three, two, or one had. How do they do this? And the backstory again, it's this amalgamation of the four horsemen of Pixar days past coming together one last ride and getting this script going, even though it was basically rewritten. Uh, But of course, all scripts are. My God, that movie. Unbelievable. It's so good when... The movie that we're building up to for 16 episodes actually is great. It was a relief. (laughs) (laughs) We almost got the nun again. I said that to you right before the opening credits. I'm like, just be good. Please Please be good. Please be good. Don't be the nun. We did all the Conjuring films, by the way, folks. All right, so I I don't want to step on your list. So my three, I I have my top two left. My three was Toy Story 4. I'm between Wally and Toy Story 3, and I've I think I've changed them no less than four times today. Nice. I'm settling at two Wally, one Toy Story three, but ask me again in fifteen minutes. So Wally's my number three, up is my number two. Right. Toy Story three is my number one. I agree with you. Toy Story three is not a good film. It's a great film. It's That's one of the all time best animated films. How twenty eleven yeah. wasn't a race between Toy Story three and the social network. How the King's Speech. I, I this is the I, the more we talk about these Pixar films, yeah. the more offended I am by that Oscars race. That was a hell of a year. Can you imagine if we had a podcast back yeah. then? We would have been freaking yelling out. our heads up. Freaking out. I get Colin Firth is charming, but come on. <laughs> Wally, just magical. Loved it. I mean, Loved these are it. all A movies yeah. for me right now. Up got me more emotional, I think. Mm-hmm. Wally comedy goods. That's an underrated comedy as well, and it's also satire. On dystopia, like the future. Whether you talk about Up or Wally, 
The degree of difficulty in either of those movies, yeah. one doesn't have an, a word spoken for two-thirds of the movie, Unreal. and the other one's about an elderly man that floats his house off its bearings because of helium balloons because he <laughs> wants to go to Paradise Falls in Venezuela. Write me a script for that <laughs> and make it a kid's movie. Silent movie about two robots <laughs> right. falling in love. And then that. Yeah, they could take a batshit crazy premise yeah. or they could take a absolute simple kernel right. of a, you know, a premise that is, is as archetypal as you can get and they can make them both work. And then something like Toy Story 3, just the, a really an epic you know, an epic film. If I tear up, you get points. And I tear up every time I watch that movie because I'm not convinced they're going to yeah. survive Act 3. Up and Toy Story 3, mo very emotional. Coco, yeah. probably the top three emotional moments for me. And Toy Story 4, to be honest. So yeah. 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 I, I feel the same way. Up 4, Toy Story 4, my number 3. Wally, my number 2, Toy Story 3. Those are the ones that I'm like... <gasps> I'm like a ball of in just the fetal it. position. Yeah, waiting to hold back tears. Oh, Be my strong. God. <laughs> Be brave! Oh, as our God. war horse. Well, maybe we'll do horse movies next year. <laughs> It'll just be 16 episodes of me yelling into this microphone. We've we've reviewed way too many good movies. It is time for the horse movie series. That would be bad. This was enriching, and this was a lot of fun, and yes. maybe my favorite rewatch series that we've done. And uh, we've done quite a few so far, but between the, the not only the goods with the movies that we got, but the surprising backstory, we had to tie in with the rules that actually every screenwriter should probably hear, read, or adhere yeah. to. Because some of them are so simply obvious, and some of them you think are obvious, and then you delve into them and you see how they relate to the movies anyway. And you're like, my God, why? how could anyone think of this? Just If you're talking about goods, and we like talking about goods in terms of cinema and movies alone, but if you're talking about goods for a series, I think this one might have had the highest value overall. Which is saying a lot, considering it's 20 plus movies, and it's 20 hours of a playlist, and I know that seems daunting, but I think there is a lot of goods to be had throughout. We want to know what you think, guys. Uh, I think I'm going to put a Twitter question out there, at least on this episode. This episode's pinned tweet, that is, you know, what's your favorite Pixar movie yeah. and what's your what do you think is the best Pixar movie? We'll we'll talk about that on MMOW. We've already had a couple of Pixar Twitter questions going out there, so enjoy those. We we had fun with them on previous Mike Mike and Oscar Weekly. So the audience interaction segment has been a lot of fun on our weekly variety show, and this is a perfect time to if you want send us all twenty one. <laughs> yeah, why not? Tell we'll us what we got wrong sure. in our you know eleven category award show leading up to sure. it. And, uh, of course, what's your favorite movie? And what do you think is the best movie? Are they simultaneous? And why? That's the big point yeah. for it. You know, send us the why. That, There's your homework for this week. Easy enough. We want all, all your comments, questions, concerns, but certainly give us your insight. What is your favorite? And what is the best Pixar movie to you? You can reach out to us and drop those answers off at Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Facebook. Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Instagram. MM and Oscar on Twitter. Mike, Mike, and Oscar at gmail.com.com and on Reddit. We are available everywhere. You hear podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, etc., etc. Uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes if you have a couple minutes and you enjoy what we do here those truly go a long way we appreciate each and every time you reach out whether it's on social media or through itunes i guess as a means of looking forward here michael let's get some words of wisdom to wrap the pixar rewatch series up with my god i can't believe we ended and also let's tell them what's coming next from mmo well the wisdom is simple it's wise to make food look delicious <laughs> 
in animated form. Literally almost just spit water on my laptop. <laughs> because For 20 I, hours of, of, of product and content. It's like, listen, if you can get a tomato to shine in the light. <laughs> you will make film critics like me overrate the movie by 10 places. And more disciplined film critics who, who eat before they watch movies and who aren't as hungry, I guess. That's yeah, my guess. I don't know about that, but all right. <laughs> he doesn't watch movies hungry, folks. That's what we learned. Whereas me... Always hungry. Going in on an empty stomach. It totally changes the grading. <laughs> but we're going to continue the Tarantino series rewatch. We're on Kill Bill Volume 2 for this yeah, week. Yeah, it's coming out. And we'll have Death Proof. We'll have everything leading up to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We are going to have a lot of new movies coming out as well. Yeah. We'll let you know about those on Twitter, on Facebook. And I'm going to let us just... All right, what's going to be an Oscar t- contender? What's going to be a movie event? We've also been talking about a fun new format for movie event pods, yeah. which I, I think we'll, we'll have a blast with yeah all that and 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 more hoping to expand the empire at some point in the not too distant future so keep an eye out keep listening and we enjoy and we appreciate every time you tune in uh guys when reality sucks you can come watch any one of these pixar movies with us we are mike mike and oscar trying to make award season year round without the stuffiness thanks for listening and we will see you soon see you